Apparently, after the royal guards put Snipotep to death, the queen suffered great remorse. Some said her heart almost stopped beating from aching so much. She missed him terribly, and there was no one else who could give her a set and rinse the way he could. Rack! She ordered that he be given a grand burial, with this lavish tomb built especially. Up until now, of course, we've only known about it from a few papyrus accounts, but here, he swept the lantern beam all around the walls, is the proof. From behind them, far up at the top of the narrow passage they had descended to enter the tomb, came an inquiring snort, gentle yet concerned. It's okay, Brenda, my lovely, Jim called back over his shoulder. We're all right. Up on the ground, Brenda the Wonder Camel heard him. She rolled her huge head and neck, and the hairs in her mane wafted in the hot desert breeze. It's a pity Brenda couldn't fit down the passage, Doris perked. It feels funny not having her here with us. It's probably a good thing, Jim said, returning his gaze to the hieroglyphs. She can keep watch up there, and if, heaven forbid, anything goes wrong down here, she can get help. What's going to go wrong? asked Doris. Even though she'd accompanied Jim into many such tombs, being underground or in confined spaces always made her edgy. Jim put down the lantern and slung off his knapsack. Don't worry, my dear, I'm just being precautionary. Doris flew off his shoulder and landed next to the knapsack on the cool, hard floor. She watched as Jim took out his calfskin-bound notebook from one of his shirt pockets and opened it to a blank page. "'How about you start deciphering some of these hieroglyphs?' he suggested. "'I'll note them down in my Record Those Ancient Snippets for Posterity Jotter. Maybe we'll even find the directions to Snipotep's sarcophagus chamber.' "'Rack! Let's get started. Which wall first? "'Hmm.' The archaeologist poet removed the pencil from the jotter's pencil holder and tapped the point against his chin. How about that one with the royal scene of Nefertari being crowned queen? As good a place as any to start, said Doris. She raised her wings and flew across the chamber, landing on the floor about two metres in front of the wall. Cairo Jim followed her and stood in the centre of the tomb. Beneath his boots was a diamond-shaped floor tile which had an inlaid marble design of a pair of ancient scissors. He wetted the point of his pencil with his tongue and waited while Doris found a good place in the hieroglyphs to begin her deciphering. Let's see, she muttered. Somewhere there, there should be a name or something. She blinked, then jerked her neck up and down three times. Ah, got it. Ready, Jim? Ready, my dear. <clears throat> Here goes. Herein lies the royal hairdresser, Snipotep, master of braiding, vizier of follicles, the most accomplished head shaver, eyelash tinter, and eyebrow arranger in all of Thebes, and in all of the lands of Egypt. Jim carefully took down the details. None was greater than he in the sacred arts of... And there she stopped. Jim looked up from his jotter. What is it, Doris? Have the hieroglyphs run out? Quickly she turned and blinked at him. Shh, Jim, listen! He tilted back his pith helmet and frowned. What do you hear? The macaw raised a wing to quieten him. Listen, she repeated. Jim strained to detect what she was hearing. After a moment he spoke. All I can hear is the wind coming down the passage from the sandhills above. No, Jim, there's, there's something else, a sort of... Then Cairo Jim's ears became aware. Swoggle me subterraneously, he murmured. Doris blinked nervously. 
A low rumbling was coming from somewhere underneath them, slowly, almost unnoticeably. It was growing louder and louder. A plump bead of perspiration slowly dribbled from under Jim's pith helmet, down his forehead, into his right eyebrow. Doris stayed where she was, motionless. Only her eyes moved back and forth. Then Doris felt the vibration. Coming through the floor, it spread up into her claws, legs and belly. In less than two seconds, all her feathers were a judder. She screeched, lifting her wings and flying upwards to a shelf in the rock wall. She landed on it and called down to Jim. The floor! The vibrations had risen up into Jim, too, up through his sturdy boots and strong kneecaps, up through his legs and stomach, all the way up to the top of his skull. Those ancient Egyptians, he shouted to Doris, another example of their incredible... There he stopped, for what happened at that moment filled his shaking body with a deep, gut-clenching dread. Swiftly, grittily, the floor all around the diamond...